but just go back to what your core is and stick to that. And just see how technology be, can become the enabler. It shouldn't become the hinge or the friction point. Technology should en enhance the guest experience. It shouldn't make it a detriment to the guest experience. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Phil Crawford. I am so excited to talk to Phil today. He is the CTO for CKE Restaurants. Most of you know Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. He's got over 20 years of tech leadership experience with restaurants and retailers globally. And his resume, quite frankly, reads like a masterclass in logos. CTO of Godiva, CIO of Shake Shack, and CIO of Yard House, where he was instrumental in their $585 million sale to Darden. Phil, stoked to have you on Give an Ovation today. Awesome to be here. Always a great to chat. Thanks for the, the humble welcoming and uh, the background of myself because now you just dated me. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's as back as in LinkedIn as you go. It's like you start off as a CIO yeah. on LinkedIn. It's like, man, exactly. Out I of started the off into the C-suite. <laughs> that's it, man. I just came right out, right out of college and boom, you're set now. A lot of preferences for that, but it's, it, it reads really well, though. If we were, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no kidding. So first of all, tell me a little bit about what do you do as the CTO of CKE? So other, look, other than explaining to people that Carl's Jr. and Hardee's is the same thing. <laughs> that, that's all I do all day long, that and podcasts. No. So, so really, as the, uh, the, the chief technology officer, I work a lot with the leadership team really and to redefine what we are as a brand and both brands, quite frankly. So I've been blessed to have this opportunity to really transform the business when it comes to front-end consumer experiences, but also back-end analytics and data. The brand has been around for you know decades. Uh, started off in California, obviously back east as well with um, Hardee's, and we have the unique opportunity to really transform this business from end to end. And that's really what I'm I'm leading that entire charge, both from a digital innovation side of it as well as a, a tech stack inside of it too. And because of that, we you know we're making leaps and bounds in our market space, which has really been uh, flooded with a lot of the different con consumer technologies that haven't been really pushed on our end at all. So, so basically I heard a lot of golf is uh, what... <laughs> a lot of golf. <laughs> lot there you go. <laughs> so no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're staying busy, Phil. Oh yeah. We have, we have quite the roadmap ahead of us. The great part is our partners in work and they have the leadership team to really believe in what we're trying to do. They have a vision of what CK will become in the QSR space on both ends. And we have a little bit of a benefit because we're kind of coming late to the game, right? Our competition mm. has done a lot of this already. And so we can actually learn what they got right, but also what they got wrong. But we're also not taking too much of a bleeding edge. We're also coming in at a very steady pace. It's function over feature, just to get products up there, just to be able to understand what the consumer wants and really meet them in the middle and create a frictionless environment for them to go ahead and experience our brand like they never had before, which is really what the catalyst is for change. I totally agree. I love that word frictionless because there's so much effort that a lot of technologies require from guests and oh, yeah. the more effort, the lower engagement and the lower engagement, the lower worth, right? The, the value is in the volume in a lot of cases when it comes to technology. And, right. um, 
you know, you've seen a lot in your career and, you know, obviously Godiva, Shake Shack, Yard House, CKE now. What what are some, uh, how, how do you evaluate technology? How should restaurants be looking at what technology should we implement? You, you gave some kind yeah. of framework under the hood of how you're able to, you know, not be that super bleeding edge where maybe it's only going to help 3% of your customers, but not being so late to the game where you don't want to, you know, all of a sudden you're still analog, right? Yeah, I think for us, the biggest thing and the biggest recommendation I need is just be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else you're not. So have some humility to what you're trying to do, but just don't go away from your core values and ethos, right? Everybody wants to go be the next Starbucks. Everybody wants to go be the next Chipotle, the next Domino's, right? You name the brand, everybody wants to go be. Sometimes you just aren't that same, you don't have the same powerhouse. You're not the same concept, especially when it comes to technology. Sometimes less is more. And that's kind of the ethos that we have. And I've actually went through a variety of my tech stacks throughout my career. It's like, let's focus who we want to be. Let's write the map how to get there. And then let's just iterate as we go. But let's fail fast and at the same time. So that's the number one thing. Buying more isn't always, isn't always best right? Doing what's right for you is key when it comes to technology. Maybe you don't want to do delivery. Maybe you do. Maybe you want to do AI, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. Maybe you want to bring Flippy into your restaurant. Maybe you don't, but just go back to what your core is and stick to that. And just see how technology can become the enabler. It shouldn't become the hinge or the friction point. Technology should enhance the guest experience. It shouldn't make it a detriment to the guest experience. Absolutely. And, and I think as Stephen Covey talks about, begin with the end in mind, right? It's mm-hmm. that you don't implement technology because it's cool and then see where it gets you. It's like you come up with where you want to go and you have technology enable you to get there. And yep. so when, when you talk about fail fast, do you have any examples of, of how in your career you've been able to maybe one or two examples of like how to fail fast? Because I think people understand yeah. the idea of that, but then when it comes to actually doing it. It's like, okay, well, to fail fast, I need three months of planning. I need to spend $150,000 on infrastructure. I need to, you know, hire three more people and then I can fail fast at that. It's like, okay, well, talk, talk to us about what does that mean in, in practicality? In practicality, it's like, let's say, let's say you already have a product out there and you make an enhancement to the product. And obviously you see the, the backlash from a consumer sentiment standpoint. To me, that's a fail fast. You can admit it and pull it back. Vice versa, if you start rolling down a new technology that might be so bleeding edge, it has no user adoption. That's a fail fast, or you iterate on that idea. So, you know, back in my previous life, we've rolled out a variety of cool technologies that went to market so fast. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And all of a sudden we're like, okay, maybe sliced bread was already invented. We didn't really need to do that that quick. Um, that's really what like, I can think of times we released apps or released front-facing consumer technologies, or even, even, even worse, is not just a front-facing technology, but also back-facing technologies that our employees use. And it made their life hard. And uh-huh. we listen and you learn and adapt. So many people focus on all the front-facing stuff, but remember your customers are internal and external. So in those individual scenarios, it was take it, take the responses and either modify it or sometimes you just got to throw it away, Yeah. right? Steve Jobs has been, was, I should say, you know, a catalyst for that. Like we're trying to build technology to support what the consumer experience is, right? We shouldn't build technology that the consumer just has to adapt to completely. I don't believe in that philosophy. So that to me is the key when it comes to fail fast. It's, it's also acknowledge your mistakes, right? Own them. Yeah. 
If you screw up, it's okay, but learn from it so you don't repeat it again, but also make be willing and daring to take those risks that might have a new unlock down the line. Brilliant, man. I think that I think that's so great. And, and going to that guest experience, what do you think is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Uh, I think it's all about personalization and persona. Like everything that we're striving for is to understand who you are, period. I need to know more about you than you know about yourself, right? I understand how you want to interact with us, what your likes are, your dislikes, where you like to go, what your taste profile is, everything that I can know about you because you want to have a one-on-one connection with me. You have a yeah. one-on-one memory of the bite of the burger you've had, right? The experience with the consumer is so important to us as we evolve our branch. And if I can take those 75 data points about you and then make that an experience you like, you know, they know me, yeah. they get who I am. I don't get blasted every day with an email about something I don't care about. We all get them. Spam, 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 right? But if I get something that touches me, the fact that they know my name, the fact that they know my profile, the fact that they address me with the products I like, that is the game changer, right? Because it caters to who we are nowadays. Again, the enabler is I can interact with you. The question is how much interaction is required, but is the extra, is the interaction quantifiable? That's the key. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people, especially because, you know, at, at, QSR, you're not dealing with a $20 average ticket, right? And so people are saying, well, I don't, I can't afford to have that one-on-one interaction and engagement. Yeah. And to the converse, it's like, how can you afford not to, right? It's like, yeah, I you, agree. Yeah. Cause there's, I, there's so many opportunities to do that. And it's not that technology, you know, I was talking with Wade Allen about this, it's not that technology is replacing humans, it's that technology is enhancing the human's effort and letting them focus on what they need to do, which yep. is you know going fast when uh, it's the rush times and making sure that they're still offering the hospitality. Yeah, like everybody wants a quality product for a reasonable price, right? But you got to meet in the middle. I, I often use the analogy like back in the day when you go to Vegas or to a bar, walk in, the bartender knows your name, you know, it's the seat you like, you know, it's the drink you want, and you know that by your first name. You know, it's so basic. We have to just make that kind of scenario, that feel, and a technological prowess. That's the key. Yeah. As, as I remind people often, that hospitality isn't dead. It's just gone digital. You yes, know? And, exactly correct. Yeah. So what are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? Wow. Um, I really kind of like a lot of the different drive-throughs that are doing the AI drive-throughs, quite frankly. You, you kind of understand where they're going with the, with the personalization of it, as yeah. well as the order efficiency and the accuracy. I think that actually is becoming, you see a lot of the news recently with McDonald's and Yum acquiring these things because we have an impact of the labor force, right? And how it's actually trying to get more margin on the bottom line when it comes to our businesses. I think those are beginning to really unlock other facets of artificial intelligence in our space, to me, that is a big, big, big change. I also think a lot of the line automation in the back of house, especially when it comes to performance is becoming, whether it be the Lancer system like McDonald runs where it auto does your drinks uh, or different holding holding bins that are automated so they know when to take away some of the, the old prep sheets that are manual. Some of those are the cool things that are really becoming more state-of-the-art over time to again, it all goes back to your point, the hospitality and the enhanced guest experience. I mean, because look at look at what Amazon is doing, right? They've got robots in the warehouse and they, yeah. they 
have humans that stand there and they will still pick and, and put it in the box and make sure that everything is there. Cause there's some things that humans, as they're thinking, they could see and what does it work, but they still will have like a, the, the crate that will show up and a light that will shine in the object that they need to pick up and, and hand package. Um, you know, using and leveraging that philosophy to, again, make sure that it's not humans that are going and picking up the crates, but the crates are, are getting moved by robots, by technology, but the humans are still there to make sure it's packaged and, and accurate, right? Especially in a supply chain world, right? Supply chain automation in and of itself and just supply, supply chain uh, logistics. We're a worldwide economy. We have to think worldwide, but also act locally. So a lot of the work that, that I've seen too on the supply chain automation side really is like state of the art. When you're taking all that data and analytics and you're using you know, machine learning to understand where products are going and how you modify your, your distribution channels to get that just-in-time methodology and reduce your waste, that's a lot of cool stuff too that we're working on and others are as well because at the end of the day, it's how you, do you get it from, I hate to use the word farm to table because it's not really what we are, but from the farm automatically to the, to the QSR and really cut down that entire you know, barrier from a logistical standpoint. Love that. What, what piece of advice would you have for restaurant operators and owners? Oh, right now it's really just stay strong, right? Stay the course. We realize we're in some really tough, you know, economic and, you know, geopolitical environments right now. It goes back to what I said, earlier. just stay true to who you are. Don't yeah. try to be any, anything more than that you, you don't think you can be or don't want to be. And don't forget, you know, I think people forget about the hospitality and the experience, right? Just continue to do what you do best. That's the number one thing. And if technology helps, great. If it doesn't help, don't implement it. If it's not helping your business, maybe it's not time for it. Maybe there's a time down the way, but just stick toward your guns and your laurels. And I think things will be okay. Love that. I really that. do. So Phil, who, who deserves an ovation today? Who should we invite on the podcast? Ooh, I do. You know, I would do Joe Tenzar. Joe Tenzar of Sunny's Barbecue or the three CIOs, longtime friend. He has great perspectives on our industry and technology. You should reach out to Joe. I okay. think Joe would enjoy it. Joe, I'm coming for you, man. We'd love to have you on the podcast. There you uh, go. Phil, how do people find you, follow you? So you can find me on LinkedIn. That's really the only social channel I'm on. It's under you know the LinkedIn with the slash Phil Crawford. I was okay. one of the early adopters, so I actually got a good moniker name, which is awesome, it. not random number in alphas. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, Phil. Well, for being such a light and showing us that technology can help us not just take us over and rule the world and subject us to a life of slavery. But no, technology is there to help us. For helping us see that, today's ovation goes to you, Phil. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to catch up. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.